0: He's Mario, I'm Murray, and we're both back for more Mississippi State football talk at the Doghouse on the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Doghouse, where we discuss and sometimes cuss a little about Bulldog football, and right now there is a little to cuss about, I'm sure. But that's okay. We're presented by our sponsor, Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm your host, David Murray of Dogspite, and he's the All-American Bulldog, nine-season NFL linebacker, Mario Hagan. Well, Mario... Last week, we were feeling really good about a three-win streak, chance to go in, take care of business at Kentucky, and rock into Alabama with uh, perhaps even SEC West implications. The streak is over, and it ended with a thud heard all across the SEC. I don't know what you saw, but being in the press box at Kentucky, what I saw was, well, let's just be honest, plain ugly.
1: Well, you know, it's one of those games. You were hoping the Bulldogs would um, understand the magnitude and wouldn't come out flat, wouldn't come out uh, thinking that Kentucky would be an easy run. And and Davey, you, you hate to say it, but that's exactly what it looked like. Looked like the uh, the success that they had been having, a couple of big wins in a row, kind of affected how they prepared, in my opinion, for Kentucky on, on last weekend.
0: I agree. And and I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this, but last Wednesday, we talked to uh, Zach Arnett, a couple of position coaches, and they were unusually short with us. Uh, Not rude and uh, certainly not aimed at us, but we wondered, why are you all so uptight all of a sudden? And we found out during the game because Mike Leach came out after the game and said Tuesday and Wednesday, the heavy practices he and the assistant staff noticed that the focus wasn't there. Uh, there was kind of a lighthearted attitude from the players. They weren't as serious as usual, and the the coaches did all they could within their own minds to get the team back focused. But the team has to do so much of that themselves, and they they kind of saw it coming, and we saw it happen in a game. And now, let's be honest too, Kentucky they got their quarterback back, but even so. Mississippi State should have won that game. They were the better team, better roster this time, had the right matchup, the right timing, and they did not take advantage of it. And there was nothing the coaches could do in the game to change things. Maybe Michael Lee should have taken over the play calling from Will Rogers. We'll talk about that in a bit. Maybe they could have tried some different defensive alignments, but you could just see the Bulldogs. They just made it easy for the other team.
1: Coach coached. Players play. I mentioned we, we talk about every week when a team wins, why does a team win? Why is a team good? We talk about the great teams, the average team, and just a team is just a team. Players not being prepared, not being focused, not taking the game serious when a coach, any coach on the staff has to feel that the team is not focused, they're not prepared, they're not taking it serious. That's a problem. That indicates to me that you have guys that don't know how to handle success, guys that aren't – the whole locker room is not with the same goal. And when I say the same goal, everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to be a champion. But what does it take? It takes everybody, every play, every day, every moment to be serious about being a champion and handling success. And with that report you just gave me, David, it looks like Mississippi State doesn't know how to handle the success right now. They don't have everybody on the same page, and it obviously showed on Saturday. They were the better team, plenty of opportunities, but just could not hold it together when the uh, when the play when the, when the play big plays were needed, they gave them up instead of making the big plays on Saturday.
0: I agree, and you know we've talked often about this being a much more mature team this year, and they are. Let's be fair. Uh, An immature team doesn't beat Texas A&M, doesn't beat Arkansas. And those two teams are looking a little bit better now. Those wins look better. Even the LSU loss looks a little bit better, so to speak. But they weren't as mature as we thought they were because a mature team goes in there. And I keep using the phrase, take care of business because it was a job. That was just a workmanlike game. Show up, play your own game. You don't even have to play a super game. Play your good game and you're going to win. They didn't do it. They flashed immaturity, and I'm really fascinated this week how they're going to handle the bounce back from that of being reminded that uh, you guys have got a lot of growing up to do. We'll get to more details about that game and, of course, start looking ahead to Alabama. But first, football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup information, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, the NFL, mixed martial arts, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code Believe, all capital letters B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Mario, I could everything about the game went bad. My report card, really the only positives, and they were barely passing, were the receivers and uh, the special teams. Believe it or not, but that certainly wasn't enough to carry it to you. What was more worrisome? Will Rogers just being plain off in reading the defense and making the calls? Are the defense getting manhandled by an average offensive line and admittedly a good running back and a limited movement quarterback?
1: Hey, listen, it it all worried me, David. K- Kentucky, they were last in sacks allowed. They're the worst in the in the conference. They were worse than rushing yards. Uh, five, giving up five sacks a game. They come out. And they just blow Mississippi State off the off the line. Chris Rodriguez, as, as I mentioned last week, you talked about coming back, kind of being eliminated against South Carolina, being eliminated just a tad against uh, Ole Miss. They come back and blast the Mississippi State defense, 31 carries for 197 yards. Talk about that. So when you look at the, the game, I think that was the big. That would was, that was affect affected uh, Mississippi State more than Will Rogers did being off. Again, they did. They couldn't make the, the defense. Mississippi State that is could not make the big play when it was needed. They gave up huge plays: forty-seven yarder to uh, to uh, Chris Rodriguez on the ground, fifty-yard pass in the fourth quarter uh, to keep. Those plays hurt. The one thing that missing, the one big play that they had, which was phenomenal play, doesn't make up for how they played the secondary. Played the rest of the game with Emmanuel Ford picked off the ball. Uh, great read, by the way, and he just. It, Awesome play, but all day, David, they could not get off the field. They could not make the plays when it was necessary. And it, Mississippi state defense, in my opinion, uh, was really the culprit in this game.
0: I tend to agree with you. And you mentioned Emmanuel Forbes pick six. So we were going to bring that up and I will tip the cap to him for tying the sec career record with his fifth touchdown interception. However, one big play doesn't make up for a bad game by himself. He drew some penalties. He gave up some busted coverages to Cameron Richardson. He got, I think, two penalties a row at one time, some holes, interceptions, um, and uh, in, uh, interferences. You know, I've always wondered what defensive linemen and linebackers think about when they do their job or they force a quarterback to put the ball up in the air and a defensive back just doesn't make a play. What goes through your mind when the back end doesn't hold up?
1: Well, you 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 hope as a team, this is a team game. No, no doubt about it. It is a team game. So if you get any guy that's pointing, that's, that's looking at another guy because he didn't make a play at that particular moment, you got to look at yourself and point at yourself. So as a player, you look back and you just hope, like, hey, guys, let's go. You have to be the ultimate team player. But at some point, somebody has to step up, whether it's in the front seven from the sidelines as coaches, or just plain policing as players on the field in the secondary. Guys, we gotta make this play. We need to make this play. And some for some reason, I didn't see that enthusiasm uh from from where I sat watching the game on Saturday. I didn't I didn't see it. I didn't see that camaraderie. I saw a lot of confusion as if they couldn't figure it out. So I mean, there's really nothing the front seven can do. I think they they gave it the best that they could, uh, but a lot, a couple of blown coverages, a couple of guys running to each other. That's hard to overcome, just constantly giving up big play after big play when it's most needed.
0: Yeah, to me, when when receivers – I'm sorry, defensive backs run into each other or defensive linemen are stood up at the point of contact and just literally shoved out of the way, and their their footwork is not good, they're in bad position, that almost looks to me like a team that's playing – maybe fear is not the right word, but too tense. They've panicked. They really don't know how to respond instead of just doing what you do. And maybe that's natural when you know you're supposed to win the game and time is running out because the time of possession was ridiculous. I think that was, by my count, the lowest time of possession Mississippi State's had in the last 20 years, which is amazing because the Mike Leach Air Raid offense generally eats up clock. Instead, this time it was Kentucky has the ball about 40 minutes. You're not going to win unless you're playing a lower-level team with just 20 minutes with the ball, certainly not when the defense is on the field for 40 minutes and 73 snaps and Kentucky could have run some more snaps if they'd wanted to push the pace. So I was really frustrated by the way the line got pushed around. I think the linebackers were a step slow in responding to things. The secondary didn't hold up. It's just one of those games where they, they really seemed, I'm not going to use the word clueless because that's too harsh, but because they were given plenty of clues by the coaches, they just did not know how to respond to it. And now you're about to face a quarterback who can make any throw in an improving receiver core. That can't be an encouraging uh, preparation point for this week.
1: I mean, b- before we, we we move right to the uh, the Alabama game and, and Bryce Young, you, you talk about the defense. I just want to point out a couple of things. And we talked about fourth down efficiency each week. Well, versus Mississippi State, Kentucky four or five on fourth downs. Oh. 24 first down, more, about 12 more first down. To Mississippi State, it just those are the, some of the things when you look at Mississippi State has usually been good in that area, and this past weekend against Kentucky, they weren't. And you got to fix that fast because you have an Alabama team coming in oh, with a loss that uh, I, I, by the way, I picked last week. I told you Hendon uh, Hooker would be the, <laughs> the
0: man. You I and I both me. picked Tennessee, and we were right.
1: Yeah, we were right. Uh, 358 yards. He, he 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 kind of just had his way with the Alabama defense. But speaking of the Bryce Young and the Mississippi State secondary that didn't play so well this past weekend, and they they're angry. And the last thing you want to see is a a an angry Alabama team, uh, uh coming coming in, ready to play, coming off a loss, mad at the world, and with a quarterback looking to prove that he still belongs in the upper echelon ranks of college football not saying it it can't happen for mississippi state but it's definitely a tall task this weekend for the bulldogs to get back on track against alabama
0: absolutely now let's get up over to offense we got to be fair and and what to say yeah losing laquinston sharp hurt and he's the offensive line mvp and to my eye the second most important player in the entire offense This revised group was slower, not decisive. I think that had a lot to do with State running down the play clock so much because they've been good getting the ball snapped this year. Even Coach Leach commented, said, how the heck do you run only 47 plays? By far the lowest of his tenure here. And it's because I think Rodgers, A, wasn't really confident in his blocking there. He wasn't seeing things well. Now, true, he was only sacked once. But I think he felt more pressure than maybe actually was there, which – contributed to him not looking downfield as much as he had the past couple of games, even against stacked secondaries. He was taking the quick throw. I want to think, too, Mario, and I could be totally off base on this one, but on the second offensive play of the game, Kentucky's given you one free first down. You've run a play for a first down, and you flip the ball out to Dylan Johnson, a perfect catchable pass, full stride, all the grass in front of him, and he just drops the ball. I, I wonder if things like that just started flashing signs like they're not ready to play.
1: I, I, I find it hard to blame one play on rhythm for the rest of the game when you opened up with a big play, a big run. I think it may have been 16 yards. That's what you call an explosive play. So you, you virtually break even in the first three, three to four plays of the game. I don't know if that's – you can blame it on that. It, it may have had a factor. I just think they weren't ready overall, whether you drop a pass that's wide open, whether you miss a coverage on defense, whether you uh, uh, don't understand what Kentucky was trying to do defensively. I think Kentucky mixed it up. They, A lot of people probably expected a lot of three-man rushing. But they came in. They had a, a six-man pressure. They turned in They made it look like three-man rush. They turned it into four to even. They balanced up the rush. They had five-man pressures. I think they did a great job of actually uh, disguising what they were giving to Will Rogers, hoping that he'd make the mistake. And, again, he, uh, with the coverages, he doesn't usually miss wide-open guys, but he did on, on, on Saturday. Yes. And, and they didn't get him on the ground a lot. And they You don't have to sack the guy to rattle him or be effective on the play. That's why they have pressure. When you get in the quarterback's face – And the ball, you make him throw an errant pass or an incomplete pass, that's just as good as uh, getting the quarterback on the ground. And and Kentucky was able to do that a lot on on Saturday night.
0: As the game developed, it was uh, evident that Dylan Johnson was not 100% strength. And and we're not sure if it really was a knee issue, as has been uh, put out there on message boards, because, you know, Mississippi State does not talk about injuries. Still, it was clear he wasn't full speed. And without him, the run game just plain evaporated. Our state panicked and got away with it or something. I'm not sure what, but people in post-game saying that, well, Mississippi State didn't try to balance the offense. Yeah, there's some truth to that, but they've been running the ball really well for three weeks, and this time they didn't. Only 10 true rushes. I think it was just, again, a case of what Leach pointed out. They panicked. They tried to get too pretty. Then they tried to get too perfect, and then they panicked. And that just happens to a team, as we go back to, that maybe wasn't as mature as we thought they were originally. The bottom line, Mississippi State gave one away. Uh, Rather, they gave another one away, like LSU, and now that's two SEC wins that are not on the record. And it's going to hurt come bowl selection season. Now, the positive point, and it's a very slender one, but the game was so out of character of the team we've seen, you've got to think that they can turn it back around. This isn't something that requires major fixes technically or tactically. It just requires them to get back to playing football the way they had been playing football. So uh, from your vantage point, what do you tell the team right now to go back and be yourselves?
1: Yeah, you just it's football. It, it, it is football. It happened. You don't want it to happen uh, at, at the time that it did. You were, had a, a nice winning streak. You just jump in the top top uh, uh, top 25 in the polls. You, you you got a lot of things going. You, you, you're you headed into a, a tough, in the middle of a tough SEC slate. If you can win three or four of those games in a row, you put yourself in a position come November to be in the, what we talk about all the time, the college football ranking—the one that matters, the right? one that
0: matters, absolutely, the one that
1: matters—and so you did, you didn't get the job done, but that you still have games left. You still have big SEC games left. You have Alabama, who, who's again coming off a loss, and and if you really want to make a statement, I mean, Mississippi State had beat Alabama since two thousand and seven, right? And right. Everybody's expecting. Alabama to come in and they're mad and they're, they, they felt like they should have beat Tennessee with a huge game. And everybody's focused on Alabama. Mississippi State needs to focus on themselves and understand that these guys put their pants on the same way the Mississippi State football players do, one at a time. And if you really want to prove that you're a, a great football team or you're heading that way and keep the fans in the stand, focus on you. Go out and perform on Saturday. And I can assure you, Saturday night with a victory, everybody will forget about what happened in Kentucky last weekend.
0: And it is on to Alabama this week. And uh, Mario Hagan, you were among those dogs who had the last consistent success in this rivalry of victories in what, 1998 and 2000 against Alabama. So you know what it's like to beat them. Well, as you mentioned, it's been a really different story since 2008, four coaches, zero wins, and rarely a close game. So, now, as you mentioned also, it's going to be an angry Alabama team, but I think is, is there a measure of fear in them because they know now they have no margin left to win the SEC West, never mind making the playoffs, and it's a different day because uh, not so long ago, if they lost a game, well, all right, we're still going to be one of the best two teams in the conference, and we'll probably get the college football playoff rankings if we just make the championship game. Now with Tennessee making a jump, Georgia being there, they're not even being assured of being the second-best team in this conference. So uh, how do you think Alabama responds to this loss?
1: Oh no Saban, you, you know who he is. You know how he prepares. you got to respect the guy for what he's done. So they'll come prepared. They'll be ready to go uh, this weekend uh, down, down in Tuscaloosa. They'll be ready to go. But they're, it, they're, they're not the same Alabama team, in my opinion. Their secondary is giving up big plays. They're giving up tons of yards. You've seen it against Tennessee. You've seen it against AM. You've seen it against everybody that they played. That they're capable uh, or incapable of stopping some of the big plays. What they do have is an offense that, that can score in a hurry. They do have a, a great qu- a quarterback who, I, in my opinion, is great. I don't know where you rank them as far as uh, a pro style or going to, going to the NFL. So they have, they have some weapons. I think Mississippi State has an opportunity with Will Rogers. I I truly believe in what Will Rogers serves each week. I think he's a a, a top-flight quarterback in, in college football. I think he played in the NFL. I just think go back to the drawing board, Will Rogers, refocus, Mike Leach, refocus, and look at what Alabama can give up, not the history of Alabama. Nobody really cares about history. History doesn't matter on Saturday. Prepare this Mississippi State football team to go out and beat this Alabama football team. You prepare that way, you have a chance on Saturday. That's the only way I think. Regardless of the path, none of that matters on Saturday, David. And that's what I want to see from the Mississippi State football team. Go and play like Alabama doesn't exist.
0: I tend to agree with that simply because it's a modern day. It's a different day for athletes. They don't really carry – The weight of tradition into games, maybe Uh, like in your era, guys did, were aware of what guys had done 10 and 20 and 30 years before you. It's just a new era. You know, players are different and I'm not saying it's wrong or right. It just is. And the advantage can be is they have short memories. And if they totally forget, if they forget, how how do I want to phrase this? You don't want to forget that you lost to Kentucky in the sense that, fix what you did wrong, but you can put the loss behind you easier and go out and play well. As you say, this is an Alabama team that Mississippi state can score on, which is not something they've been doing the last several years, regardless of coach out there. But I think if the offense gets its feet under it, they can make some things happen. And all they need to do is have a few breaks and things can get interesting. They can even get some confidence and maybe Alabama rattles. Probably not. The whole point to me, Mario is Go out there, play your game, be competitive, and just let the better team win. Just let it be a good football game. If you do that, I think state sets itself up for, as you say, that closing four-game stretch.
1: Yes, I I, I did. Even with Alabama's history, we know they've been a great team since Nick Saban has taken over. And and Mississippi State, they find themselves up and down each year. One year, they're great. You know, if you watch it, you listen to the fan polls, you listen, they always say, this team makes me drink. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, that, and that's fine. That's being a diehard Mississippi State fan, uh, uh, bleeding that maroon and white. Uh, all you want to see is a team that can take a mistake, take a loss and come back the next week and compete and and believe that you can win. The last thing you want is the 40, 49 to nine scores that you got to start with last year. Last thing you want is a 38-7, to a 41-0. Some of the scores that we've seen in previous years with Mississippi State versus Alabama, that's what you don't want to see. I think the Bulldog faithful will ride with this team. I think this team will be great if they, like you just mentioned, go out and compete. This is not the same Alabama team that you need to fear. And first of all, you shouldn't fear an Alabama team. You should respect them, but ain't Again, they are ripe for another loss where they come. And I'm hoping it's in Tuscaloosa this
0: weekend. (laughs) I do believe
1: Mississippi State has what it takes, but they have to believe that that's what they can do.
0: They have to play their own game. And when State plays its own best game, Mississippi State is pretty darn good. So you wonder what the mentality will be now. Uh, What we have to address also is the tragic news of yesterday and how that impacts the Bulldog team. Uh, Sam Westmoreland, a offensive lineman, true freshman from Tupelo. He would have turned 19 tomorrow, but he died, and I'm not going to discuss the matter of death because there's still the investigations going on. However, Mississippi State has put out the release. Uh, Dr. Mark Keenum, Athletic Director John Cohen, and Coach Mike Leach had their statements. I saw Will Rogers' very touching statement on social media today about his friend. I don't know how this impacts teams. I've been around this occasionally uh, and blessedly rarely Of over 40 years. Only a handful of Bulldog athletes, male and female have passed while they were on the teams each time it's, it's shakes things up because at those age and Mario, you can remember it well, you're what's the phrase nine feet tall and bulletproof and you don't realize bad things can happen. Well, a terrible thing has happened here. Mike Leach is. Um, He called off his SEC teleconference appearance. There were no media availabilities for the team yesterday afternoon, which is certainly respectful for that. But it's a team that now, coming off a defeat, has to deal with a true loss, a genuine loss. And nobody really knows how they're going to be impacted by this. But I know in your own long playing history, you've seen similar events. Maybe you're familiar with things like this. How does a team handle the loss of a teammate? in this fashion
1: david i was uh unfortunately when i was playing with the denver broncos i experienced this exact thing uh teammate from wide receiver kenny uh kenny mckinley uh from south carolina we experienced what they ruled uh, a suicide for whatever whatever issue kenny was a good teammate and, and uh actually a, a young he was a young second year player at the time and uh, a close uh, kid I had under my wing. So we were pretty tight. So it was a, a tough week for myself and uh, obviously the Denver Bronco family at the time. And so we, we showed up, we expressed our condolences, but at the same time we understood as a teammate, uh, it was so, sort of a motivation factor to do something great for Kenny one last time uh, uh, to say goodbye to him. And you can, your team can be down and use it as an excuse. And uh, uh, with all due respect to the Westmoreland family and the McKinney family, you can use it as an excuse or you can go out motivated to do something special for your teammate. And I think that's what uh, uh, Sam Westmoreland uh, would, would want the team to do. I think that, uh, you know, he's looking down at Mississippi State Bulldog playing this weekend and playing for him. They're playing with emotion, uh, knowing that uh, the future that he could have possibly had, and I think that's the best way to honor him to go out and play, and what better time to beat an Alabama team and honor uh, the tragic death of a teammate.
0: And on top of that, the Bulldogs do have an open date next weekend, so they will have their recovery time, their grieving time as well with that. Um, It will be... Well used in that regard, and then prepare for the closing four-game stretch. We will find out the game time for Auburn uh, the following weekend. That should be announced this Monday. Uh, several new ticket packages are available through Mississippi State for that home game. Uh, the Georgia game is a sellout already. That follows Auburn. So the fans are planning to make any of these remaining three home games had better start figuring out where to get their tickets at this point. Well, Mario... I'll be over in Tuscaloosa. You'll be watching from a safer distance out there. Uh, I haven't had a good trip to Tuscaloosa since what 2006. I can still see uh, Damon Glanton putting a pretty big hit on Jimmy Johns in that game there. <laughs> that was the that that ear holding job still stands out. But uh, generally, not a lot of great memories from Tuscaloosa. But maybe Mississippi State makes a memory this week. So. We'll find out. We'll get to see it in person and we'll be talking about it next week here in the Doghouse. If you're like what you're hearing, why not give us a rating on Apple Podcast? How about it? We're the Doghouse brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. Mario, enjoy your weekend and hopefully you enjoy what you're watching. Hey,
1: I hope the Bulldogs go down there and we have a, a much, much brighter conversation next week talking about the performance of the Mississippi State Bulldog. I see you guys next week. Hell state and go dogs.
0: And couldn't say it better myself, so I won't. Thank you, Mario. And I'll be talking to you next week. Thank you guys for listening to the doghouse.